0: Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists news podcast for February and I'm here with Derek Munn, RCSFT's Director of Policy and Public Affairs to catch you up with all of the things going on in the world of speech and language therapy. Good morning, Derek. Hello. Nice to see you again. Uh, I wonder, first of all, what things are keeping you and your team
1: busy right now? Uh, That's an interesting question. Vicky. Um, Let me start with a couple of things that we're doing proactively. We are getting ready to launch something I alluded to last month, which is a new campaign around prescribing rights for SLTs and other allied health professions that don't have full prescribing rights in areas where we think we should. It's been hanging around for years. We think it's time to have a fresh push on it. So stand by to see that in the period ahead. Uh, second proactive thing I'd mention is the survey we've done on vacancies across the UK had a terrific response. Over 300 services have responded to the survey on vacancies. little disappointed at the approach in Northern Ireland. We didn't have so many responses there, but everywhere else very, very strong. And the number of vacancies is, is hair-raising. It, it's frightening. We are going to do the proper analysis and we'll get that out to you as soon as we can. On things where we're responding, uh, the Hewitt review that I mentioned last month is the the short-term review that the new UK Health Secretary commissioned from Patricia Hewitt, the former Labour Health Secretary, into the effectiveness and the effectiveness of ICSs, of integrated care systems, and how governance would contribute to that effectiveness. So it's quite a specific and interesting remit. I mentioned last month that we would put in a submission. Um, we took part this week in a conversation with the review team who are finalising their recommendations which are coming out soon. We've also submitted to the Education Select Committee's inquiry on absence from school and the links between school absence and speech language and communication needs, building on work that our colleagues in Wales did for a Welsh Certain inquiry i think you said vicky what's keeping us busy right now we are keeping close to unite and being aware of what's going on around industrial action and i know that a number of members have an interest in that matter um people will go see the physios on the picket line and go why aren't the slts on the picket line i mean Speech and language therapists are members of UNITE and that difference between the professional body and the trade union actually goes right back to the 1950s in the case of speech and language therapy. So it is UNITE that would undertake any ballot and call any industrial action that affected speech and language therapists. But we're in very frequent contact with them about the state of play.
0: What else is in the news or, or maybe worthy of a
1: mention at the moment? What else has happened? Uh, I think. A in the wind ahead of the, the long-awaited NHS England workforce plan. We intervened, or Camry, the CEO, intervened on the work that's going on around urgent and emergency care. And we did it alongside the paramedics. So the paramedics have got clearly got stuff to say around urgent and emergency care and handling of A&E, but actually so do many other professions. And we talked about, um, for example, the pilot in Nottinghamshire where Having an SLT in A and E can help with communication, swallowing triage, smooth the passage for people with communication needs. We talked about the, the examples we've used in the past around dysphagia work in the community and how that can prevent admission and readmission. We were quite pleased that the um, the government's statement on urgent and emergency care specifically named speech and language therapy. And as we move forward to the NHS England workforce plan. The fact that we've got that specific name check may be, uh, as I say, a straw in the wind. Uh, Members will want to be aware of and check out the latest from NHS England about areas that were previously specialist commissioned by NHS England on a national basis, which are in a series of waves going to be devolved down to integrated care systems. So the document is out. What's called Wave A which is services which I'm going to move from national commissioning down to integrated care boards from this April. Now, these include cleft lip and palate. They include major trauma, head and neck, specialist rehab, cochlea, children's palliative, um, specialist neonatal. So that there, there's a whole area of interest to us, which is changing the way it's commissioned from April. So be across that if you're not already. Other areas that are national commissioned are for later waves or, or, or possibly not even at all. To be aware that the RCSLT has put out um, a deeper dive into the report we did on anti-racism in the wake of Black Lives Matter. So check check out the, the, the deeper understanding in the report that we put out last week. We responded on social media um, through through a thread to Labour's latest pronouncements on what they would do were they in and the way that um, they would or would not make use of the private sector and the proposals around the NHS always being free at the point of use. We as you would imagine in our response to what Labour was saying were making our usual initial points around thinking yes, yes doctors and nurses are in the rhetoric but you need to think about all of the professions in the health service when you're formulating your actual plan. I think One more thing, if I could, that's come out that people might want to be aware of is the retention rates for different professions um, for staying in the professions. Speech and language therapy, we're kind of in the middle. We're we're kind of average. So it could be better. But um, again, it's worth people just being aware that that's happened.
0: Thank you. Okay, and um, just going back to the deep dive anti-racism report, I'll make sure that we include a link to that in the show notes. I wonder if you can now take us on a tour of things that are happening around the UK, please.
1: Okay. Um Scotland. Um one good thing, one not so good thing. So a good thing in Scotland is that Public Health Scotland um have put out a report on children's speech, language, and communication during the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a, a suite of documents actually. And It addresses concerns around young children's language development affected by the pandemic. They recommend a whole system approach. They include an evidence briefing and a data summary. And we've welcomed what Public Health Scotland have done and called for their recommendations to be implemented. More challenging in Scotland is the situation around local government budgets, where councils in Scotland feel that they're having to take some quite dramatic measures to balance the books. And in some cases, we've got a particular issue in the city of Edinburgh, where the city of Edinburgh is proposing to take £800,000 out of speech and language therapy. But some of it appears to be based on a misunderstanding uh, about the relative input of local government and health, and also not recognising the support that speech and language therapy gives to the most vulnerable. So it's a tough fight, but we are going in as you know, as Fairly, but as hard as we can, to say that what City of Edinburgh and potentially other councils in Scotland are doing would be short-sighted. In Wales, there is an event in the Welsh Senate today, on as we record, on justice and building on evidence that we gave to Senate Committee before Christmas around the provision of speech and language therapy in the youth justice sector in Wales. Uh, regular listeners may know also that We are House Speech Language Therapists embedded within Welsh government, and one of the things that's come out of that has been Talk With Me, which is a big resource around children's language, and a new toolkit on that has been produced by the government in Wales. Northern Ireland, I'd have to say, Vicky, we're pretty much in a holding pattern. Uh, Well, we wait to see if there will be a new election and whether things will go back to ministers. So there are bits and pieces, but there's no... A lot of Northern Ireland is just holding its breath and waiting to see. I think that would be my quick tour.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. I just wanted to give a quick plug. Listeners can listen to this podcast on on many different formats, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Audible, Alexa, and many more. So all of the big names. Uh, So please do subscribe, and then you won't miss an episode. And one you wouldn't want to miss is a recent episode we've done on Long Covid in which we chat with Kerry, who is a registered nurse who lives with long COVID, uh, speech and language therapist Rachel Nasheed, and Professor Louise Cummings. In that, we learn more about long COVID, how it affects communication, and how speech and language therapists can and do support those living with the condition. Thank you. Until next month.
1: Actually, Vicky, as if we were a real news podcast, just as we're recording, um, we're hearing news that Nicola Sturgeon may resign as First Minister of Scotland. Clearly that will have huge implications, even if not immediate, for the work we do in Scotland and the direction of our lobbying and influencing there. So, stand by for that.